This is the Calvary Bible Church Podcast. Thanks for listening in today. We're praying this message encourages you. Learn more about Calvary and join us online each Sunday for services at calvarybible.com. It's Christmas Eve, and we're gathered together for our Christmas Eve service, often with candles, but the candles will be for you this year. You'll have to handle that. And the candles help us see in the midst of the darkness. And what I'd like to do together tonight is think about the way the light of Jesus Christ helps us to see who he really is. Some of the Christmas carols have great lyrics to them, and they have this sense of longing in them. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. Uh, Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set your people free. From our fears and sins, release us and let us find our rest in you. I love those carol lyrics because they have this longing in our heart to see the real reason why God sent his son Jesus into the world. Perhaps in no other year do we have this longing expectation to be comforted in the truth that God sent his son into the world for us. The longing the difficulty of the last season, all makes us want to know the real truth about Christmas and to be consoled by it. You might be surprised to know that God prepares people to recognize Jesus and to receive him as Lord and Savior because of the difficulties of life. And he prepares us by giving us a longing in our soul for consolation and comfort and rest that the world can't provide. Very quickly tonight, I'd love to take you in your Bible to see a snapshot of several of the characters in the Christmas narrative story who saw something very unique about Jesus. And my prayer is that you will see it too. If you have your Bible, let's open together to Luke chapter 1. And let's see a first snapshot of Jesus. To do that, I'd like to look at Mary. And one of the things that Mary saw about Jesus that she uniquely witnessed that few others had seen, she saw the greatness of Jesus. Listen to the word of the Bible from Luke chapter 1, verse 30. When Mary first learned that she was expecting a child... An angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end." When I think about Mary hearing these words, I know that she was first in the Christmas narrative to witness the greatness of Jesus. There are two words that the angel tells to Mary about Jesus in this text. Number one, he's the son of the Most High. This is a title of deity for Jesus. The angel says that that child in your womb is going to be the son of the Most High. Most High is a phrase beyond which 
There is nothing higher. God is the most high. He's over creation. He's over all mankind. He's over every nation, every family, every person. There is no one higher than God because he's most high. And he's going to send a son through Mary. He's going to be called the son of the most high. And he's going to be a king. He's going to be a king whose kingdom will not end. He is going to be the king whose kingdom wraps in every other kingdom. He's King Jesus. When Mary heard this word from the angel, she, her vision of Jesus was that he was the great one. He's the great divine son of the Most High, and he's the great king over every kingdom. You know, when you think about kings, thousands of babies have become kings. But only once did a king become a baby. That was Jesus. And Mary knew from the angelic message and then confirmed in her own heart through the story and the song she sang, which we saw last week, this is the great one. What did Joseph see when he thought about Jesus? Joseph saw something completely different. If you have your Bible, I'm going to go back to Matthew chapter 1 and just see, well, what did Joseph see? In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, we pick up the narrative there. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they had come together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. How I get from this text that Joseph sees God rescuing him, first of all, from his own anxiety. It was so extraordinary that Mary was pregnant. Mary was pregnant before the final consummation of their marriage. And Joseph wanted to do probably what everyone else would have wanted to do, would be to divorce this woman who had been apparently unfaithful to him. But God intervenes and rescues Joseph from his own sense of consternation and troublesome anxiety and says, you may be at rest. What's happening in Mary is twice stated from the Holy Spirit. Joseph is in the scene with God coming to Mary and by the power of the Holy Spirit causing her to be with child. I love that the Bible clearly states he's not the father, but God is the father through the Holy Spirit, a miracle of God born of the Virgin Mary through the power of the Holy Spirit. What did Joseph see? Joseph sees God intersecting in his troubled world to rescue him and to give him peace. But the rescue goes further in verse 21 where the angel says to Joseph, she will bear a son and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He's a savior. He's going to deliver his people from their sins. 
And I think Joseph sees something about this baby that much of the world doesn't see. Seeing the greatness of this child is seeing the depths of our sin. When you see who Jesus is, the incarnate God, born of a virgin, through the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that he came to be a Savior who would deliver his people from their sins, Joseph saw deliverance in Jesus. Now, I would say that seeing Jesus in his greatness includes seeing our need of forgiveness. And that's the very reason that Jesus came. So many things obscure our vision about what's real and what's important, what's ultimate. And in Christmas, boy, our our vision is obscured about the most important things. But Joseph now saw that this baby that was going to be born to his bride was going to be a savior. The savior who was son of the Most High. The savior who was a king whose kingdom would rule forever. It's amazing that this happened, that he who was rich became poor for our sakes, that we, through his poverty, might also become rich. Joseph saw the divine intersection through the power of the Holy Spirit to bring a rescue through Jesus. Those are two glimpses into the Christmas narrative. Mary saw his greatness. Joseph saw delivery. Let's think of some of the other characters in the story, and maybe we'll go back to Luke and go back to Luke chapter 2 this time to see other characters. Let's think about the shepherds. So turn in your Bible to Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. What did the shepherds see? Let's take up the narrative in chapter 2 of Luke and verse 8. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Do not fear, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign for you that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Now, this is a glimpse of the shepherds out in the field. The shepherds are not particularly socially of high status, and yet an angel appears to them. And what do they see about this baby? Well, they're told that he's also going to be a savior, son of David in the kingly line. This is all being reinforced again. He's from the Most High. He's in a kingly line. He's going to be a Savior, Christ the Lord. And then verse 13, suddenly there was with the angel a whole multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, You should read this out loud with me. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. I can't imagine what that looked like, but I'm sure it took their breath away. When you see something and you suddenly say, and there in the heavens is an angelic host singing 
shouting glory to God in the highest. Glory to God. What did the shepherds see? The shepherds saw the glory of God. In the darkness of the night, under a starry sky, they saw the glory of God. Because this baby was the radiance of the glory of God. He's the exact imprint of the nature of God. So that one of the apostles would later write in John 1, we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And the early witnesses said, we, we saw the glory of God in him. A couple of the followers of Jesus closely had the opportunity to see him on the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew chapter 17. You can look at that, but Jesus was transfigured before them during his earthly life, and his visual appearance was so bright, so glorious, that those who were in his presence fell right down on their face before him because they were in the presence of the glory of God. You see these shepherds out in the field behold the glory of God. So Mary saw his greatness. And Joseph saw the divine rescue coming in this child. And the shepherds saw glory that would take your breath away. Another group of people were the three wise men. Three wise men in uh, Matthew chapter 2 saw something about Jesus there. <clears throat> they were wise men after the birth of Jesus, who in chapter 2 of Matthew came to Judea in the days of Herod the king. Wise men from the east came saying, verse 2, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. Now, this is a fascinating glimpse of another set of characters in the Christmas narrative who come hundreds of miles from the east into the Jerusalem vicinity to see this child who was born. What do they see in this child? Well, the text tells us in verse 11, when they went into the house and saw the child with Mary the mother, they fell down and worshipped him. It was their ambition to worship and they did. Then offering their treasures, they offered him gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now these characters are the ones who come from far away, following a star and knowing something of the historical reality of Israel. They come all the way to Jerusalem and they look for the child and find him and they see in Jesus his worth his supreme value, so that they would travel all that distance. And then, before a baby before them in the house, they kneel down and worship him and give to him their gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, extremely valuable gifts fit for a king. And so you see another glimpse of who this baby is, a child who was born, son of the Most High, king over all the world, a savior, worthy of worship, full of glory. I love this picture of the wise men coming to say he's so valuable and they bring him gifts. 
And so that's what we often say, what shall we bring for Jesus? And what it turns out is what he wants most is our worship, our sense that he is more valuable because he's the most high. If there's one more glimpse of a person who sees something in Jesus in all the Christmas narrative, I'm sorry to take you, it's back to Luke, and it's Luke chapter 2. And in Luke chapter 2, after Jesus is now eight days old, there's a picture of another character by the name of Simeon who sees something in Jesus that complements what we've already seen. Now, according to Jewish law, a male child would be brought to the temple to be circumcised after eight days. And there was a man, verse 25, in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the man was a righteous and devout man waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. So he's in Jerusalem and the parents come to bring baby Jesus for the rite of circumcision. And verse 26 says, It had been revealed to Simeon by the Holy Spirit that he wouldn't see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Again, God was orchestrating for Simeon something that he would see before he died. So he came in the spirit to the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, Simeon took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, you can see him holding baby Jesus and announcing, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. My eyes have seen something that I've longed to see, waiting for God to deliver the Messiah. And now I have seen your salvation. Simeon saw God bring salvation. Notice what it says uh, in verse 31, a salvation that is for all people. It's for you. It's for me. It's for all of us in that day, in this day. But the question is, do you see it? Mary saw the greatness of God. Joseph saw the rescue of God. The shepherds saw the glory of God in the skies. The wise men saw the worth of God. Simeon saw the salvation of God. What do you see? What do you see? You know, I was thinking my kids over the years have sometimes said, Dad, I got to show you something. And whenever I hear that kind of tone, you know, what do you feel? You feel like, oh, I don't know what if I want to see this. But if I said, I've got to show you something. You've got to see this. That's the sense I want you to hear. Mary and Joseph were young people. Simeon was old. The shepherds were ordinary, without much social standing in the community. The wise men were elite credentialed scholars, perhaps political operatives, and in every strata, Jesus comes to show his greatness, his glory, his delivering salvation, and his worth. And I just wonder, do you see that? Do you see who 
Jesus is. That he has come into the world for you to be the light of your life. Probably you have some anxiety. This has been a season for all of us in which we've longed for something certain to see and recognize and rest in. And if you've been in a season of consternation and difficulty and some internal turmoil, could I just say to you that God often prepares our hearts to see who Jesus really is by allowing us to experience inner turmoil so that he can provide the consolation of the Son of the Most High, who's all-glorious, who's brought salvation and forgives our sins and is worth everything. God prepares us for a consolation that the world cannot give to us. It's Jesus. And I just want to say to you, do you see him as the Bible presents him? And if so, let's respond to him by yielding our life to him, by receiving his gracious forgiveness, and by sort of seeing him as the light of the world. If you were to light a candle in the darkness, that is our Christ, the Son of the Most High God and our Savior. Let's worship him together. Pray with me. God, thank you that you have sent your son Jesus, the precious gift brought to the world and the miraculous gift of a divine conception through the power of the Holy Spirit so that Jesus Christ could be son of the Most High, a king whose kingdom will not end, a great and glorious Savior who rescues us from our sins, And I pray that the turmoil that may be in our soul will simply prompt us to see with greater clarity this precious Jesus who has come into the world. We come and adore you, Lord Jesus, and we bow before you and we follow the light of your life, who you are. And we just say, be worshipped, you who are worth all that we have. We give it to you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.